Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am your host, and I have a very, very special guest today, the woman behind it all, the woman behind all of the social media for Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa, Elite Consulting, my own stuff, you know, the very own, the most important person to the brand that is Elite Consulting Partners, uh, Elite's Chief Marketing Officer, Tina Beck. Tina, welcome to the show. Yes, thanks for having me. It's funny to be on this side of it um, with producing all of the episodes every week. In front of the camera this time. So no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> um, you've, you've taught me well, so let's see how we do today. But we're going to have a, we're going to talk about today an easy topic, something that you live and breathe every single day, um, and that is branding and marketing. Um, and in particular today, we thought it'd be a great idea for the audience to really have Tina explain this whole SEO thing, right? What is SEO? Is it all smoke and mirrors? Is it, uh, as I used to say, it's all hullabaloo, you know, voodoo science and all that other stuff. Um, but it's something that's really, really important um, with advisors today, today now more than ever, as asset management and client service and all that has become a, commodity, you know, a commoditized thing. Advisors are having to figure out how to separate themselves and how to attract um, more clients, right? Or if you're trying to recruit to your offices, how to how to attract more advisors. Um, so today I wanted to start with, and we're going to do a series. So this is the, the first of, of a few episodes, but I wanted to just have Tina talk about sort of SEO. How do you do it? What does it mean? What does it actually mean, right? Uh, what platforms do you use it on? Um, what's the difference between like paid SEO and versus organic SEO? So we're really going to get into the weeds and 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 spend the next uh, you know thirty minutes or so getting a full understanding of of what is SEO and why you should be using it today. So so with that said, Tina, the floor is yours. You're passionate about this stuff, so um, so let's rock and roll. Go ahead. Perfect. I'm probably one of the most passionate people about SEO in the country, and we're really talking about data and analytics um, that drive digital marketing when we talk about SEO. So SEO is search engine optimization, and it is the series of technology and tools that you use for your digital marketing assets to have search engines recognize their importance and aggregate them in a way that reaches your target market. So SEO can be applied to all of your website pages. SEO can be applied to all of your social media channels. And SEO can be applied to all digital marketing ads or um, programs that you might have, media placements and ghostwriting articles that are out in the public. Any digital asset that resides online has an SEO component to it, or at least should. What often happens is there's a, I write it or I put it out there and they will come mentality when it comes to marketing. So you put a website up and you think people are going to automatically come to the website because the website and the URL went live. You put a digital ad out 
you think people are automatically going to see it or you write a social media post. That's actually not how it works. There's programming that's inherent within each of those systems that you need to capitalize on and analyze even prior to making the post or the content in order to have them reach the right person. So SEO resides in everybody's website platforms. There's actually sections within the construct of the websites that allow you to optimize certain terms, certain phrases, and page locations in a way that drive your target demographic to that website. And then aggregating that information and rolling it out also into your social media so that it all aligns into any other digital marketing assets that you have, like the ads and not the articles I mentioned, is really where you start to see exponential results in terms of traffic and impressions being driven to your marketing. Make sense? So is it about how you write the article? Like when you're saying it's applied, what what's actually applied? Is it like, I'm going to use advisor instead of consultant? Like what, what does it really mean there? It does come down to the words. Uh, but the words themselves have to be analyzed into who you want to reach. So the process that I go through, both for Elite, for all of our transition consultants, as well as for our clients on the Fractional CMO program, is to do a demographic modeling first of who we want to grab and attract to our digital assets. So we go through an ideal customer and who that customer is and then discuss the brand of the individual or firm itself to align it to that individual. And you come up with a list of words. They're actually trigger words. And the way you have to think of it is when someone sees that search bar on Google, what are they going to type that's going to lead them to you? And what we're really talking about here is the organic component of SEO. These are things that if you analyze them up front, so let's say you're trying to attract, um, for the advisors listening right now, a high net worth client, you're trying to attract them in a certain geographic area, and your target is uh, multi-generational families and entrepreneurs. You're going to want to have all of those words, multi-generational family as a phrase, entrepreneur as a phrase, high net worth as a phrase, listed as one of your key SEO terms, and then also terms you think individuals like that would use to get to your digital marketing assets. And then when you've aggregated that list of terms and key phrases, there's sections within any development platform, um, be it WordPress, whether you use FMG Suite, there's actually an SEO section where you literally key these words in, and then you want to make sure that those words are reflected in your site. And that's where the organic component comes in. So there's a lot of modeling and a lot of strategy that is in the upfront portion. But if you do it right and you invest the time in it properly and then roll it out systematically and continually evaluate and monitor how the words you're tracking are performing, it works quite well. And we see with our own clients, as well as within our own marketing, uh, 400x up to 2000x return on modeling SEO properly. Because what often happens is most people don't put the terms in at all. Um, I see this on our fractional CMO side with most advisors that we're working with, no matter how big they are or what, um, how much AUM they have, they built the site and they may have a few words or one metaphrase, a metaphrase is what comes up in Google when the, the your name comes up. 
they just the bare bones. They don't have any structure to it. So each time we have had a client on board and truly even internally, each time we have a new transition consultant join us, this is part of that marketing process and journey I take them through is that the interviews that get to that modeling so that we can aggregate the organic SEO in a way that drives results. So when you say a 2000 rate of return, 2000% rate of return, what does that mean? What are you, what are you referring to? Like, am I making money on that or is a phone ringing? 2,000 more times than I was ringing the day before? So the, the foundation for SEO is impressions. So what you're looking at is the impression rate. How many people visit your webpage is a good um, analytic to look at. You're going to want to look at how many people have seen a social media post. And those are available available via the Insight um, tab that's on everybody's social media post. You just click the Insight tab, it'll tell you how many people saw your post. And what we look at is where we started at a baseline for any account that we work on, and then how we take it using that mapping system, where it ends up after 30 days. So that's when we do the first analysis of impressions and how much they have grown. So across the board, if you analyze your SEO, integrate an SEO plan, and then at the end of 30 days, you will see an increase. The increase is directly correlated to the effort you put into the mapping and really gathering together both the psychological and the technology side of what we have now for us in financial services because the technology exists for people to manage seo on their own right so it's really more it's really way more complicated than just writing a really good article like oh, i'm really smart and i can write an article about you know why i'm a great asset manager it's it's really more than that what's the difference between someone because listen ultimately the goal here and for clients listening when you're getting into social media and branding, the goal is to drive traffic to your website, which then drives traffic to the messaging that you're trying to put out. So your website being structured the right way, which we're not going to get into website design today, but getting a message out. So they ultimately click looking for a conver conversation or consultation or right contact us today. That's the ultimate goal, uh, but you need to drive them there. I hear people saying, yeah, well, you can just, why don't you just do paid advertising? Right or paid, whatever, paid, paid to click, point to click, or whatever it's called. Um, mm -hmm. You know all that stuff. Listen, yeah. that's why you're, you're, <laughs> for those listening, this is she's the brains behind everything that that we're we're doing here. So um, I know just enough to be uh, getting her way, and that's about it. But what's the difference between like paid versus unpaid, um, like SEO organic uh, growth? So in my experience. I always start with organic because you need to see what works and what doesn't. Not every word that you choose is going to get you the result you want. And not every phrase you use is going to drive you to the client that you want. So at bare minimum, I usually do three months to six months of the organic SEO as the foundation uh, because I look at the longevity of any brand. It's not a um, quick, I want a big spike just for the sake of having a big spike in impressions. I want to know we're getting the right people to the right places that drive the right response. When I start to see what words work and which words don't, that's when I like the pay-per-click option. Um, we use it on the elite side. So on the elite side, we have organic and we integrated pay-per-click about a year in um, with the marketing program. And this is, you and I have been working together for six years. So we're, we're going way back on that. Yeah, but way back. We this is why I was like, yeah, I'm not really understanding this whole thing, but I'm going to trust you for a little bit. 
Exactly. And we've had that ever since. And what that does is you take the words that are driving the best results for you, and then you add money to that. So you add a budget to it and you pay to have those words pushed on Google. So really you're paying, you're paying a provider of Google to push those specific phrases out in certain geographic areas and with a specific phrase or individual word that when that a person searches that you want to come up higher in the feed and paying per click means that there's two there's two options you can actually pay just to have the ad appear at the top of the page or you can pay per click which is when they click on the ad you're you're actually paying for um the cost of that lead and you can set a max budget so it's like having that's so like having shelf space. It's like in a retail, like you're paying for shelf space and you can pay for the bottom shelf space or you pay for the top shelf or you can pay for an end cap. Right. Yep. Um, you're paying for your name to get or your words, whatever those words are to come up uh, sooner than your competitors or whoever. And my, the biggest um, issue that I think is a disconnect between the providers of pay, the paid programs and the actual clients themselves is that oftentimes clients, because they don't understand SEO, they'll set a budget, they'll ask to have certain words optimized, then they forget about it. Okay, that's just going to work and I'm going to expect the phone to ring or I'm going to expect a certain amount of results. There does need to be a level of collaboration. Um, you actually, probably, I think you were copying on, we got this email yesterday. Yeah. So with our pay-per-click um, company, I have a monthly report that I have them send. And it's not just the words that I have optimized. I have them show me every single search phrase that came up for our paid program so that I can eliminate ones that I don't want people using to drive them to us because it means that they're the overall lead. So they provide that report and it requires some effort on my part to go through it and say, oh, well, yes, it had the word financial advisor in it, but this phrase that this person searched within this geographic region doesn't match what I want. I don't want to pay ever pay for that again. Highlight it so that they strip it and do a hard edit that that's not part of the program anymore wow. for a specific okay. account. So it's, it's not a set it and forget it to sort of situation. If you're going to invest in that, if you want to do it right, you have to also structure in time that you're going to be evaluating how that journey happens for everybody who's coming to you so you can continually refine it. And over time, that stacks where that list that I used to get, I think now it's, you know, maybe 30 terms when we first started it was huge, but we've culled it down and we were get I was getting it every two weeks at the beginning because I wanted it really refined. We call it down where now we're almost like a laser beam out there in terms of our paid program and on our SEO program. So we're always 90% or more getting the right person every time. So what are you, where are you seeing um, the lack of this happening within the advisor space, right? Because now, um, as we've sort of rolled out, and for those of you listening, she mentioned a couple of times uh, fractional CMO services, because we do do this for uh, for clients, which has been great. Um, but what you're, when, you're, when you're getting involved with these clients now, initially, for those that are doing it, where do you see them making the biggest mistakes? There's two areas. One is not having it at all. Um, they've had a vendor build their website and they've had or they've set one up through one of the providers that are out there um, 
affiliated with firms and that section is actually blank. They don't have it in there at all because you have to usually enter that yourself or tell your web programmer what you want entered. So not even having it, a huge problem I'm seeing. Um, most That actually has been indicative of most of the teams that we're working with, that they didn't have it. So they're just um, basically setting up a web. Is that why there's an, that why there's a, an additional cost when you want to get into the SEO? Because they're actually just standing up a website, mm -hmm. which looks great, but exactly. you're saying they're not actually doing the behind the scenes SEO work and, and, and programming. So it's actually like programming. It's not, it's you're saying programming, but actually it's not, it is fairly layman's skill set to do it. It is labor intensive. So when you do that modeling of the words you want to use, when you go in and enter it, you literally, depending on the system, have to enter each word separated by a semicolon in a specific field oh. within the site. You have to make sure, and this is the other area where I see a disconnect. You have to make sure those words are used on your website. So sometimes what I'll see, depending on who um, the client work had, had built the site, they'll have this great site and they'll have a bunch of SEO terms on it. And what they did was their developer said, okay, I'm gonna give you a bunch of, S uh, what are your SEO terms? And they give them a bunch of words, but then the words are nowhere on the website. Well, there's a disconnect there in the algorithm, right? Because Google and the, the bots that are out there, that I call them bots, uh, they all always are looking to make connections. I look, I look at it as spinning a spider web, right? If I'm using a word in SEO, I want to use it on the website. I want to use it in a headline somewhere. I want to use it in a social media post somewhere. So I'm always spinning a web where that word is associated with a lead or our client or one of our consultants. And I, we actually keep in within our market marketing team, what terms we use, where we use them, and then I double check that they're being used consistently every week. So we're, we put in a lot of effort. It is, it's a lot of sweat equity that goes into doing it right the organic way. But you'll either see that they didn't have it put in and they and there is an up, extra upcharge for that if you usually work when you're developing your site that you request that you want that in there. Um, or they put it in and they're not on the site. So when we come on board as the fractional CMO side, either I start right at the beginning and do the client mapping. I actually am doing that. I did that this morning with a client going over who their, their main target is and how we want to attract people to their site. So we start right from the beginning with that. Or if I see that the words don't match when I'm looking at the back end of the website, then we talk about, okay, we're going to rewrite a couple sentences on the site to get the words matching up with the terms you say are driving people. Because everything has to be in alignment. Um, brand, brand cannot be haphazard. You have to have certain phrases you're willing to stake your, your company vision on uh, when, when you're talking about marketing. And if you don't have that, then you have to go back to that as the fundamental before you even look at SEO, before you even look at paid, um, that you have to know what that statement is and who you're attracting. Yeah, we're going to get, and on our next episode, I think we're going to, we're going to talk about sort of building your brand in general or so broader, a broader topic. Um, but I've heard you use this phrase sort of an evergreen, you know, SEO is like ever an evergreen marketing tool. Um, what do you, what do you mean by that? I've never really asked you about that, but I've heard you say it a couple of times. Um, so when you talk about an evergreen marketing tool, what does that mean to you? It's always able to adapt and grow. 
And it means that you have to have attention to it. So treat it like a plant. You're watering it every day. You don't ever take your eye off of that if you're a marketer. Um, I'm driven, particularly with us being in financial services, right? I love numbers. I am an analytics crazy person. So I look at how every word performs, how every page of digital assets and marketing perform. And I'm always looking for where is something going up? What's going down? Is there a gap? Do I need to change a word? Do I need to modify something on the website? What's the content showing me about my our clients so that I can do better in terms of what articles we're producing? It's evergreen in that if you do the setup of SEO properly, continually modify and evaluate it, it becomes one of the most informative tools in the marketing toolbox to guide you in all of your production, in all of your writing, in all of your client outreach. Okay. So then last question um, in, in the interest of time here, if I'm an advisor and I have, and I'm an independent advisor or, or I'm an advisor at a firm that you don't have to be independent somewhere where you're controlling your own website and brand, how do I even know if I, and being effective with what I'm doing or not being effective? Like, how do I know what, what I'm doing is either working or not working? And to decide then, do I do I have to change? Do I have to call call Tina and get her involved? Like, how do I know if, if what I'm doing is even effective? If you have a website, you should be using Google Analytics. That's the most basic way to evaluate how effective what you're doing is. So when you have that tool involved, you're able to look at the number of website visitors you have, how they're coming to you, what phrases they're using to come to you, what pages they're going to. So in, in your mind, you should have an idea of what that journey and experience is going to be like for anybody to visit your site. You want them to visit your homepage. Perhaps there's an interior about page that you want them to see, and then you want them to look at the But how do we know? How do I know if they're doing it, right? How do I know if they're going to the homepage? So Google Analytics actually has a report function that shows you exactly how a client takes their journey through your site. And it gives you the number of people who have come onto your site. It gives you the number of times they clicked on interior pages of your site. Tells you whether they used a cell phone, a tablet, or a desktop to compute computer to come to your site. Tells you what words they used to find your site. So looking at that, and it's a very, it's a very basic way to look at it. But if you're an advisor who wants to do this on your own, um, that is a fundamental way that you can see what's working and what's not. The other way, and this is where it gets more complicated, where um, normally someone like myself has to get involved, is you can use your existing website system. So all website platforms have tracking mechanisms in them that let you know the analytics. So those numbers of impressions, how people click, what they're doing within the website. Um, where I uh, issue a disclaimer here is a lot of people don't know how to use those, um, even when they are the most... Um, just a picture and words on a screen and it looks like you can just point and click. A lot of people don't know how to use or aggregate um, the tools within there. And um, you can make mistakes that can implement um, errors onto your website. So just be cautious that if you're going to play in the back end of the website and the coding, um, you do have to know what you're doing, which is why I normally tell people Google Analytics is the way to go. Clients we work with, you know, their Google Analytics page, they're able to see it or their Google business listing page. 
Um, but the back end of the website, I mean, you know this even at our firm, I rule that like uh, with an iron fist, you can go in the back of the website because if you make an error, you you make a global error. Right. Wow. Okay. So um, if an advisor is listening to this and they're and they're and they're probably having some level of anxiety because they're not their their website isn't being built the right way and they're wondering why uh, they're not getting any exposure and their posts aren't getting any views uh, or anything like that. Um, what's the best way to get in touch with you if they want to start working with you and help you, whether it's build the site or take take over their site or or basically help them start to do this? How do they get in touch with you? You can email me at tina at eliteconsultingpartners.com or feel free to give me a phone call at 570-620-5897 and we can set up a discovery call where we go over what your goals are and where you're seeing gaps and I can share in much more detail what we can do specifically um, for your firm or um, your personal brand. Okay, awesome. Well, I appreciate it very much. Uh, like I said, this is going to be um, a series that we're going to run and we're going to get into each section. Uh, the next section we're going to be talking about is sort of building the brand as a, as a whole, which is, just, again, something I think advisors need to start to think about more and more. Um, so, Tina, thank you very much. Um, I, I love this. This is going to be great. We're going to uh, put this out. We'll do some SEO posting or whatever you want to call it uh, and, <laughs> and build up build up this. It'll be good. But I appreciate the time. It's been a long time that you've been helping me with this and and uh, really operating this whole thing. Um, and that, and we've never had John, so it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool. So really, strange being on this side. I, thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank Larosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com/podcasts. dot com slash podcasts.